yo what is good everyone my name is joshua pico welcome to the gen z finance podcast on today's episode we're going to be talking about credit cards everything about credit cards like your score how to build your credit how to maximize rewards etc um thank you for everyone if you're if it's your first time listening thank you welcome to the podcast if this is your second time listening because i had a first episode basically like an intro thank you for coming back welcome so let's get right into it what is a credit card a credit card i like to think of a credit card like a debit card but with some stipulations the stipulations are you have to pay the card back i mean not the card you have to pay the money back in full every month i pay it back in full personally you do not have to pay the card back in full but you have to do make the minimum payment the I pay it in full because I don't like to accumulate interest. Some cards, they don't have interest for, let's say, the first, like, 12 months. But still, I personally don't want to make a habit of not paying my credit card off in full. I personally re- recommend paying it in full. Okay. Do not carry a balance. If you already carry a balance, at least pay the minimum. Um, I can't stress that enough. You do not want to accumulate interest on your card. Um, yeah. So just to just to break things down a little more simple, if you if you have a debit card, obviously when you're spending with your debit card, the money is coming out of your bank account, right? But with the credit card, the money is going to come out of your let's say your credit credit account. But it's basically the bank's money. So it's not gonna come out of your personal bank account until you pay the money off. And basically the money from your bank is just gonna go into your credit card. Um, before I go more into depth, if you are a risky spender, if you are kind of more on the, let's say, how do I say, if you're more on the risky and not disciplined and kind of irresponsible side of the spending, I wouldn't recommend you get a credit card just cause if it's, it's just going to be too much of a temptation when you do get it, you're going to feel like, oh, I got all this money to spend. Like, it's you're just going to feel, like, kind of overwhelmed at first, especially if it's your first credit card or or not your first. Obviously, with your first, you're going to have to maybe get a credit builder card or if someone puts you as an authorized user, that score will go to you. But we'll talk more about that in, in the future. But like I was saying, if you're a risky spender and – you're not really too disciplined with your spending, I would not recommend a credit card. Stick to your debit card, which will come straight out of your bank, or just cash. Some people just prefer cash. Like, I've talked to multiple people. They just prefer cash because it's easier to track, I guess. I mean, me personally, they say it's easier. It's really kind of easier on the credit card. All you got to do is just check the app, whether whether which credit card you're using. Anyways, it... A credit score. A credit score I like to think of is like basically a report card, a financial report card. Um, a financial report card is like, let's say you're going to school, right, and you get you're getting like D's and F's on your report card. Obviously, that's not the best. That's pretty bad. Um, but if you're getting like D's and F's on your credit score, you're not gonna have a great score. Meaning, like, if you're not paying your card off in full, if you're not making any payments at all, if you're going over 30% utilization, if you're just not being responsible and disciplined, then your credit score is going to reflect. A credit score shows the banks, basically, that credit score is like a report card. 
it shows the banks how trust f- trustworthy you are with their money because a bank is not going to want to give someone that's not trustworthy their money if that makes sense um the better your score is the better cards you can get therefore maximizing rewards and benefits we'll get into that later so um your score is calculated into five different categories your FICO score 35 percent of your score is on-time payments meaning like i said you only have to pay the minimum if you if you really really need to only pay the minimum but i highly recommend you pay the full thing off if you do not want to accumulate interest interest rates are no joke um I see interest rates from like 18. I've even seen a card have like 50% interest, which is crazy. Um, anyways, so the 35% is the on-time payments. That is their biggest impact on your credit score, 35%. So always pay your card off on time. Set a reminder, do what you got to do. Just do not forget to pay it off. Um, some credit cards with the high, the higher-end ones... Maybe they'll take a late payment off if you call and they're nice and you're nice, um, but when you get to those lower end credit cards as you're building your credit score, they're probably not going to take that off. Thirty um, percent of your credit score is into your utilization, meaning usually you want to stay under thirty percent of your utilization, no more than thirty percent. If you want to be perfect or you want to be like super strict on yourself, do not go over ten percent. Um, I usually standard thirty percent. My credit limit is not the highest, therefore, like, 30% is not much to me uh, um, based on the credit limit, but I make do with what I got, you know what I mean? Um, pay it off. Let's, I kind of I pay it off every week so I could still have that low balance and I could still stay under 30% just because my credit limit is not the highest at the moment. I plan on building that, obviously, um, with credit limits. The more on-time payments you have, let's say like six months on-time payments every month, then the credit bureaus will will hire your credit limit. So the utilization, you can spend a little more and still stay under 30% if that makes sense. I don't want to confuse anyone or anything like that. Um, so stay under 30%. Let's say you have a $1,000 credit limit. Um, you want to stay under $300 of that limit. So your utilization isn't getting messed up, if that makes sense. 15% of your credit limit is, I'm not, I'm sorry. 15% of your credit, why, why can't I think right now? 15% of your credit score is from the average age of your credit. Meaning, let's say I opened a card 10 years ago. And I just opened my second credit card today. My credit age, my average credit age is now five years. Because basically, I've had 10 years of credit history. I have two cards, meaning five years of average credit length, I guess. Um, temp- uh, the last two categories are each 10%. One of them is the types of credit, meaning like if you have an auto loan, school loan or home loan or something like that some type of loan they kind of want to see you diversify those type of loans on your on your credit let's say portfolio um yeah 10 and the last 10 percent is inquiries when you open a card they're going to do an inquiry on your onto your account meaning it's going to impact your score but it's not going to be something that's super super heavy onto your score 
it's just going to last a few months, maybe a few points, something like that. Um, one second. Getting back into the credit cards, different cards, there's so many different cards. Like, um, with me, I have the Discover Cashback card. I'll get into that a little bit, but when you're first starting out, you're going to need a secured credit card if you do not have a credit score, meaning if you're building your credit, you're going to obviously have no credit, right? So with the secured card, you're going to start from zero, give the bank, let's say, $400, $500 for your credit limit, and from there, you're going to want to stay under 30% or 10%, like I was saying, Um it's basically you have no no like background so the bank doesn't know if you're trustworthy or not so you're basically getting, you're having to give your money up and you're spending your own money but this is only with the secured card this isn't with any other credit card any other credit card you're going to be using the bank's money so that's why you kind of just want to set a set a set a how do i say it set a standard i guess and once you start getting your credit score up then from there you'll um you'll start going into the rewards, different cards, things like that. With my card, like I said, I have the Discover card. I I get one percent back on each purchase um for now. But on rotating categories I get five percent back. So let's say so this month and next month I get five percent back on gas and target purchases i don't really go to target like that but the gas is obviously useful especially with today's gas prices that's a lot of money <laughs> but yeah the gas is expensive so i get five percent back on that plus with my card they match the cash back at the end of the year meaning i'm basically getting two percent back on everyday purchases and ten percent back on those rotating categories Every card is different, like I said. Some have rotating categories. Some uh, have like a strict like 3% back on dining, 2% back on everything, 4% back on travel and hotels or something like that. You know what I mean? Uh, every card is different, like I said. This is kind of just like one of my first credit cards, so I'm kind of really starting to, trying to start off simple. Um, but yeah, the 1% back on everything is cool. It's not nothing that's like crazy or anything um then with the five percent back is really like something i'm just i'm just spending money on gas at this point like i'm trying to get that five percent back but really in reality it's not for the first year it's not five percent it's basically ten because they're gonna match it at the end of the year so let's say you're spending me personally i spend like fifty sixty dollars to fill up a tank um you're i'm basically getting like five to six dollars back every time i fill up for this next like two months and that's like when you think about it it's it's a good amount like you're gonna start getting into these credit cards you're gonna be like okay one percent back is like bro like i'm spending like a hundred dollars here and it's like a dollar but like when you think about it it adds up it's not like you're spent you're gonna spend money on this whether or not you're using the debit or the credit card might as well i think of it like might as well use it on the credit card because you're getting money back plus you're building your credit score in the long run when you want to buy a house 
you want to get a loan for a house, you want to get a loan for a car, you obviously want to have the best score possible. So your interest rates from the banks are as low as they can be. You don't want to be paying all this money in interest because of some dumb decisions you made when you were younger, you know, because the lower score you have, the more you're going to pay in interest. The higher score you have, the less amount you're going to pay in interest. Like the the these banks are looking at your credit card not I'm sorry not credit card report card but your financial report card and they're looking over and they're saying oh this guy has A's over here B plus A minus you know what I mean that's a good score but if he has D's F's it's not you're not you're gonna have probably like one of the worst interest rates you're gonna obviously want to have a good score so you don't pay all this money in interest um but like I was saying, the 10% back comes in clutch. Like 5 or $6 every time I fill up, that's like a, a good amount. You know what I mean? Like 10%, that's unheard of. But like I was saying, most every, every card is different. Like with the Discover card, it's just kind of like one of my first cards. So obviously I'm using that for about a year until that little end of the year cash back is done then i'm probably going to look into something different but as of now that's what i'm using um but with the secured card i don't know if i've said this already but once you for a few months once your credit score starts starts going higher and higher i'd say around like a 680 690 um i don't know if i've already said this but your credit score is it ranges from 300 to 850 being perfect 300 being the worst possible um, 850 being the best, yeah, and with the 850, you're obviously going to have the best interest rates. I think you just need to be under over like a 740, 760, something like that to get the best interest rates, but um, with the secured card, you want to have a, you, you want to use that for a few months until your credit score is about like a 680, 690. That's when you can start getting into the good credit cards. You don't want to get those low-end credit cards with the high basically with the lower the credit score like i said the higher the interest rate i don't want to keep repeating the same stuff this isn't like scripted or anything i just want that to be clear there's no script i'm just basically going off the top of my head um but like i was saying over 680 690 you start to get into these better cards the better cards give you more rewards they have better customer service um it's just a less it's just a less of a headache when you have a higher score um but like i said 680 690 is basically kind of the sweet spot once you start getting into the better cards the better cards are off the top of my head i know five chase bank of america discover Citibank, and american express i believe that is the top five cards um are the top five cards um American Express, or I'm sorry, every card but American Express, you need about like a 680, 690 to get. Um, the American Express is basically like the king of credit cards, the holy grail, if you were to say. Uh, you need about like a 740 plus. That's like, that's a pretty good score, you know what I mean? Um, with American Express, uh, is like... When you see someone at the American Express, you're like, dang, that's, you know what I mean? Like, okay, I see you. <laughs> but, yeah, with the other four, Citibank, Bank of America, Discover, Chase, are those, those they still have very solid cards. Like, um, 
I'm looking into one of the chase cards. All or the chase the chase credit cards are pretty solid. Um, there's this thing called the chase trifecta, which is three different cards with you kind of like use them all three together. So two of them have no annual fees. Oh, I forgot to mention annual fees. You do when you're starting off. I recommend to not get a card with an annual fee just because you're you're just starting off. You know what I mean? Like you don't want, really want to overwhelm yourself with this type of stuff. Um, with my card, no annual fee, thankfully. Um, when you start getting into the higher end of credit cards, you start um, you start using these these credits that they give you. You're not paying. Some people think like, oh, this American Express is. 695 to use a year annually but they don't know like you don't you're not just paying 695 just to use the card like there's obviously perks bonuses sign on bonus even most cards have sign on bonuses which i forgot to mention sign on bonuses are like let's say i refer one of my friends to a discover card you're gonna get like i don't know the exact amount but i think i got like a 100 bucks if you spend like $600 in the first like three months and that's free, $100 free statement credit. I don't know if other credit cards are statement credit or cash back or whatever, but I got statement credit, meaning I put that $100 towards my statement and that was basically like a free $100. Like <laughs> that's like, I don't know wh why you wouldn't want that. You know what I mean? It's $100, but all you have to do is spend $600 in three months, which is $200 a month. I don't know the exact number, like I said, but just ballpark figure. Um, but, yeah, American Express is, like, top top dog with the annual fees. Not all, not all American Express cards have annual fees. Even, like, some Chase cards have annual fees, some City... Citibank cards have annual fees. They just it just depends. Is it really worth the annual fee with the things they're giving you? Like with the American Express Platinum card, I believe it's like a six ninety five annual fee, but you're not just paying for the the name American Express. You're also getting like I don't know the exact perks because I don't, obviously don't have it, but I know you get like a hundred twenty dollars Nordstrom credit. $100 Uber Eats credit, $100 or $300 like gym membership credit or something like that. I know I know they just recently changed something with like the entertainment you get entertainment credit like 100 you get like Spotify or no no no, you get like Disney Plus and like HBO Max or something as well or something like that. You know what I mean? It's not it's kind of like some people think of that card like a coupon book because like you're paying this annual fee, but in in return you're getting like nine hundred dollars in value. Plus you're getting like the sign-on bonus if you haven't used that already. Plus the whatever percent back, two percent back, cash back, and then like travel and stuff like that. Like I just seen this video where this guy he had a Chase Sapphire Reserved card, no Sapphire Preferred. It's the one with the ninety-five dollar annual fee and. Basically, he was if he were to book this hotel room in my in Miami like a month out, it would be like five hundred and fifty dollars um, through the hotel website. But if you were to do it through the Chase portal with your Chase, so Chase the way Chase does it is it's not cash back per se. It's like Chase points. So meaning like 
the chase points you can use for different things. You're not just getting cash back. You you can use that cash back for credit card. I'm not credit cards. Gift cards, flights, hotels. That's why once you see people saying they're they're getting like free flights, free hotels, stuff like that, that they're basically using their cash back for it. It's not technically free. You're spending money to get it, but you're already gonna spend the money anyway. So might as well use the credit card take advantage of the credit card use it wisely and throughout that process you're basically getting these free flights free hotel stuff like that but like i was saying 550 for like a hotel through that through the website but if you were to go through the chase portal and do it and chase the the way chase does it like i said they do points but you can go to like different chase has like basically connections i don't know what the exact word is but you can use the chase portal to go through these little bookings the booking website i guess and you could basically use like two hundred dollars of your chase points and that'll cover that same room that you were going to pay 550 for you're paying two hundred dollars for that same room it's crazy like the the amount it's it's not like bro, it's basically like a game you're playing a game to where you're you're spending money you're getting this these points and with these points you're basically saving more money it's basically like I don't know like it's it's basically like a game it's like a a fun game it's like a hobby to me because there's so many different cards so many different opportunities so many different rewards you can get like I'm even looking into like some of the crypto cards I don't know if any of you guys are big on cryptocurrencies um excuse me um cryptocurrencies and their type of credit cards but some brokerages are making credit cards and i know um a big one is the crypto.com card they have like four different cards i don't want to get too much into it but i know you have to put like you basically have to stake your money meaning like you have to invest like forty thousand i know it's not every card they have like a free version um they have like basically tiers and like the top top tier like the second top tier is like you have to invest forty thousand dollars into their crypto.com currency which is called like cro or something like that i don't know the exact name but if you invest forty thousand dollars you get like seven percent back on your purchases basically that forty thousand though has to stay into your account it's kind of risky like i i don't really know about that like it's it's you know it's kind of risky and plus they give you like interest on top of your money which is pretty cool but i think they just recently lowered that so anyways um but yeah totally just it's kind of like a hobby because you're spending money you're spending this annual fee right some people are like what the hell's the point of an annual fee but you're getting so much you're so you're getting more you're getting much more value than what you pay for the annual fee up front um you're getting these these hotel credits, these flight credits, and not just that, you're paying less for the hotels and the flights, you know what I mean? Like you might as well start start building your credit now and look back on this five, ten years and it's like, dang, like that was a good decision, you know what I mean? I'm happy that I have a credit card. I'm I'm building my credit history, you know what I mean, for the long run. So when I want to start buying properties, investment properties, things like that my interest rates are going to be super low and obviously it's going to be a plus um let me look over something that i have before i cut out 
Um, where is it? Sorry, one second. Um, just be uh, honestly. What I do is I watch a lot of videos. Um, I like to be strategic with what cards I get. You don't want to be opening up. You don't want to open up like five or ten cards in like a month. It's gonna show the credit bureaus that you're more of a spend. You're more of a risky, riskier person because they think you're just trying to get a bunch of money now, spend it, and then you know not pay it back. That's what. That's not what the, what the credit bureaus want. But anyways, wrapping it up. I appreciate everyone listening. Um, if you have any questions, message me on my Instagram at Gen Z Finance Pod on Instagram. Um. Yeah, man, I appreciate everyone listening. If you got this far, please leave a five-star review if possible. I don't think it is. I don't think you're able to on Spotify yet because I haven't had three episodes, but this is basically just a start. I'm trying to improve on my speaking and stuff like that. It's still a little a little nerve-wracking at first, but I'm starting to trying to start to ease into it and stuff like that. But anyways, I appreciate everyone for listening. Thank you, and see you later. Peace.